It's the Tim Cornwall Show with Joe Santorsa. Bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's your host, Tim Cornwall. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 734 of the Tim Cornwall Show for Sunday, March 3rd, 2024. And I'm joined on the show once again by my co-host, co-producer and resident Photoshop expert, the one the only Joe at Marnus 3 at MSTDN.Party. How are you, Joe? Uh, I'm okay. No, you're really not on social media <laughs> anymore, but... Uh, uh, put it no, in, not anymore. Anyway, and from the left coast, Kathy Larkin. Welcome back, Kathy. Good morning. Thank you for having me back. My rowboat is still uh, tied up right outside my window here, <laughs> just in case I have to get in it and go downstream. <laughs> and from down to the seaway, Adam Hebert. How are you, Adam? I'm. Thank you. I'm. <laughs> Look what you did to me. I'm well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> What's going on down Tennessee Way this week, Adam? Oh, nothing. It is a frightful and balmy 60 degrees outside. Ooh. Beautiful out. We're going to be in the 70s tomorrow. Any Nazis marching the streets? Not here, no. Oh, <laughs> that's good. But uh, it, it's in their best interest not to. Um, my family and, and I have history with Nazis in that my grandfather went to war against them at age 17 he lied on his enlistment forms to join so the marines mine. so did mine but and he went so you know Pacific. i'm one of the people who say nazis don't have any sort of free speech rights that we're obligated to respect in america and uh if i see a nazi marching uh you're gonna see a nazi crouching in pain on the uh, in the street because i kicked them where it hurts <laughs> yeah so what <sighs> else is going on is your primary Tuesday, Adam, Tennessee? Uh, I... Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me double check, I think. Well, you better get... Uh, yes. You better plan to vote Tuesday. Yeah, I voted. For uh, my primary Tuesday. My, I, I mean, I'll vote, but it doesn't matter ago. in the end, because Tennessee apparently plans to... Um, kick uh, half a million people off the registration rolls because Isn't that nice? uh, because you know they can yeah well uh, wish you luck Adam and tell people where they can check you out oh right that part you can check me out on threads at the Adam Hebert also every Wednesday I'm spinning t- uh, upbeat positive tunes on Bardic Inspiration Radio for Humans all right. Thank you, Adam. Always glad to have you back. And Kathy, what's going on out San Jose Way? You, you had an atmospheric river. <laughs> so you're, yeah. Well, we had another one. <laughs> Let's put it that way. We had so many atmospheric rivers, I lost count. But uh, yeah, it's ha- we're having a blizzard in the the Sierras. You know, I saw some uh, a clip or two of the um, the winds and stuff up in the mountains and. It's unreal. I yeah. mean, everything's going sideways. I saw Lake Tahoe got like five feet of snow. Oh, God. And the wind. I don't know how fast that wind was. Probably it's a monster blizzard. It's yeah, they, terrible. They, I heard 145 miles an hour. Oh, I As don't a, doubt it. Remind, every time I hear something about a, like a blizzard, it reminds me of that one episode of WKRP where – the 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 b the b key on the teletype wasn't working, so it comes out as monster lizard. <laughs> oh wow! Anyway, uh, yeah, we're part of Super Tuesday, the states, and you know who we're voting for. We don't have anything for the other guy. 
Who's that? They don't even they they go to Southern California, sneak around down there, but that's about it. The the Republican Party, you know, Simi Valley and Fresno and some of those joints. But in the long run, we end up throwing our our delegates to Joe Biden. There you go. We eat, drink, and sleep, Joe Biden. Yes, Frangela said. What's for breakfast? What's for breakfast? Joe Biden. What's for lunch? Joe yeah, Biden. Joe Biden. What's for dinner? Joe Biden. There you go. And I love, I love how the Republicans are pretending that they, that Garvey making it to to the general is such a huge deal when it's like, oh, he, he's yeah, going he's to lose. Joke. Oh, he's well, going to I lose mean, to was, he's going to lose to Adam Schiff. We all what, know that. What was the it's guy's name that was that, that that was running against Gavin Newsom in the recall? And they were like, oh, he's gaining on Gavin. And he lost like by 40 points. <laughs> a million points. Well, no, but they're yeah. just – they're making a big deal out of the fact that, that you know, if two Democrats don't make it out of the, the, the jungle primary, that somehow represents that Republicans are on the rise and California Democrats are in trouble because mm-hmm. they need the horse race narrative. Of if, people, if it starts to get out that it's a foregone conclusion, people aren't going to watch the news. You know, mm-hmm. that's the whole – that's the reason why they keep talking about, you know – Democrats in disarray and Biden is down and <clears throat> excuse me, Trump is up because not because um, it's necessarily true. Democrats are very united and um, you know the pel- the polls that matter um, say um, you know Biden's doing just fine. But you know if that if that were the story, if that were the plot line, as it were. People wouldn't be interested in the story, so they manufacture the horse race. Oh, absolutely! If well, I that's get, for everybody else. The rest of us don't care, right? I know. If I get one more news alert on my phone about should Democrats throw Joe Biden off the off the ballot, like, oh my God, shut oh, up! Jesus. You know, I get fifty texts a day about this stuff. Can you take a poll to say if you're going to vote for Joe Biden? Well, I already voted, and Look, I'll vote the again Democrats- the same way. I, I, I will vote the same way. I'm not going to change my mind. I haven't changed my mind from being a Republican or a Democrat to a Republican. I've never done that. I'm not going to do it now. Right. Right. Done it for s- almost 72 that, years. I'm, 72 I'm, years. Damn it. <laughs> I will vote for whoever the Democrats run. If my choice is Donald Trump or a dog turd, I'm voting for the dog turd. Right. There you go. That's right. Yeah. You know, because the dog turd will still be better for America than the human being who, you know, is a gross orange gorilla. That's right. Yeah. That, and goes right to my, my social my apologies. media person. Yep. I, I apologize to gorillas. You are a beautiful, magnificent creature. <laughs> well, Kathy, tell people where they can check you out. Just about everywhere. <laughs> you know, I'm on Let's Remember to Never Forget. I've been... Uh, editor on that that page for quite a while that's pretty much where i spend most of my time but i'm also on uh threads and mastodon and uh what's the other one instagram instagram and then there's another one um, oh, it's i you know i'm the one with the little whale that's uh that's spoutable spoutable yeah i'm on spoutable too Yes. Uh, you know, I don't spend a lot of time there. I try to, to spend most of my time on let's remember to never forget. And also, I guess I read something on to the effect that uh, Facebook now is going to take away all the news on their general feed. 
uh, well, it won't, they won't do it on the general fee because if people put it in there, it's not going to change if they know where to go to get it because I've been getting it in other places anyway. I don't get it mostly from the, you know, the feed itself. I get it from other sources to put in yeah. uh, stuff on my page anyway. All right. Well, thank you, Kelly. Glad to have you back. Joe, what's happening? Oh, up thank Scrant- you. What's happening up Scranton Way? Let's see. In Scranton, um, well, I'm learning Italian. Uh, you said, ah, yeah. Because I'll be moving to Italy. <laughs> oh, are you? Oh, you don't want to go to Italy. They switch control all the time. Yeah, that's what's the fun of it. At least we they, they switch control all the time. Yeah, that's true. At least they yeah. do it. Yeah, at least they, they do it. They don't sit here and talk about it. And besides, the food. There you oh, go. the food. Yeah, that's true. It's better Sorry. than Ireland. Sorry. You yeah, know, like, Ireland has a few good dishes, but Italy, you know, it it. You know, I'll eat there anytime, either there or Spain. You know, those places have got great food. Well, as I told Tim, uh, I am planning to apply for Italian citizenship yep. to, cl- to claim my uh, my birthright. Did you know that if your father or grandfather was born in Italy and had Italian citizenship, you are eligible for huh. Italian? Huh? My grandfather was born in America. My great-grandparents were, were Italian. Yeah, well, well, my grandparent, my grandfather was, and grandmother were both born in Ireland. So I wonder if that's true. Hey, be gone. Well, yeah, yeah you, 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 it's right. easier. It's easier, I think, with Italian citizenship because um, I'm only second generation. So yeah, I'm only second generation too. We're a bunch of bunch of immigrant punks, huh? Yeah, my <laughs> grandfather came here in 1907, so mm-hmm. he didn't become a, he didn't become a citizen until 1923. Which yeah, I see, I don't know if my, my granddad ever became a citizen. I really don't. But you know what? I finally got a copy of the... I have a PDF of my, my granddad's uh, diary that was handwritten, and it's not bad handwriting, of if, of his trip from Ireland, uh, from leaving Ireland proper to coming to California. Hmm. Wow. It's, it's very cool. I have it in PDF now, which is really cool. Yeah. It's an afternoon read. That's my project. I am uh, learning to speak better Italian than I learned in my house, (laughs) which I only learned curse words in my house. Are you doing an Manja, manja. Things that, no, that's not a curse word. No, that's eat. (laughs) Are you using. My grandmother used to say, manja figa me, manja figa me. You know, or she'd say, manja grandma for for grandma. And we say, well, if we eat grandma, who will make our spaghetti? I know. Who's going to make your spaghetti? (laughs) Remember, folks, commas save lives. What's that? Commas save lives, as in, you know, let's eat comma grandma versus (laughs) let's eat grandma. Right, exactly. Well, what could I say? But anyway, that's (laughs) that's my project up here in Scranton. I'm working uh, with a lawyer to get a uh, my to claim my birthright and to move to Italy, where at least their right wing nuts are exchanged more often. (laughs) Yeah, more often. Yeah. Every six months to two years or so. Two years or so. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can't eat the food. No. And you could buy a villa for a dollar. Yeah. Do that because yeah, it takes millions of dollars. To, yeah, you might end up with what's his name as can a, I come as visit, a neighbor. Can I come visit uh, Villa Santorsa? Well, you're well. There won't be a Villa Santorsa, but you're welcome to visit wherever I I end up. There you go. All right. There you go. <laughs> now, Joe, are you doing Rosetta Stone? Or are you doing like uh, something else? Oh no, that's terrible. That's a terrible. Uh, 
I tried it. It I'm didn't doing, work for me. Rosetta Stone? Yeah. Yeah, it's very poorly rated. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's very poorly rated. No, the best one is, uh, what's what's it called? Pure. I, well, Babel is the second best. I'm using Babel right now, but I have two. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm doing two two different ones um, because they have different approaches. Oh, okay. The, the number one rated one is the one I have two. I forget the it's a odd name. Yeah, I I polished I polished up on my Spanish the last few weeks because we've had uh, construction in our hallways for about six weeks to two months. I don't I I couldn't figure out what the big project was. Uh, they've been out they were outside my door forever with paper on the floor and everything. They had the pa- floor covered up with paper and tape and everything. Every time you went out there, you had the rustling of paper under your feet. It's wonderful. <laughs> but I, I, I pro- polished my Spanish. There you go, with your mariachi yeah. band. Their mariachi band. Rosetta Stone. Yeah, Rosetta, Rosetta Stone, Tim, is rated as one of the worst yeah. language things I tried, going. I tried it. That was just, one I of the first ones, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, but it's very, very bad. Very bad. There's yeah, one that the, uh, milita- the military uses. That's one of the ones I took. Oh, okay. The military uses it before it deploys people to a foreign country so they can function in the culture. You don't have to and, send me. And uh, it's very effective. Right. Yeah, I can give you the name of it. Yeah. Uh, sure. All right. Well, thank you, Joe. And uh, it's going to be 70, de- 70 degrees here in uh, Pennsylvania. In, uh, oh, well, Pittsburgh. we're, very, yes, we're lucky is. we get to 50. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm tired of this cold weather. Uh, oh. But it's you don't weird. you haven't had hardly any cold. But, I weather. mean, it's the beginning no of March. No, seventy degrees in the beginning of March in Pittsburgh is very rare. <laughs> very I guess. weird, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, I'm ready for it. So, so. yeah, they're showing. Uh, I-80 is completely closed. That's the main road that goes into Reno. Mm, I'm sure. And uh, it's it, it's just blowing. It's terrible. Yeah, I heard. Still. I, I heard they were telling people up there to evacuate. So, How can they evacuate? There's nowhere to go. You have to just keep going east, I guess. I guess, yeah. Go sit in the middle of the desert. Yeah, right. Anyway, you thank know. you, Joe. And uh, TimCormall.com is the website for our show. And we are on Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts, as well as on Netroots Radio, 6.30 a.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. And on Radio for Humans, Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And with that, uh, we're going to do some heroes. We Who's your hero this week? Oh, mine is at Jabari Jones 7749. And he did something that we're all going to love. Since we don't have a clown car, we can laugh at this one. Yeah, so this is on YouTube. Uh, Jabari Jones 7749 uses AI to uh, make Donald Trump actually tell the truth. Okay, now we need to talk about how constipated I am. 
You wouldn't believe how backed up my colon is. And it's mostly because of the garbage I eat. I'm like Oscar the fucking grouch. My diet is horrible. But it's also because I'm just naturally constipated. I'm just totally and completely full of shit. I mean, I weigh around 300 pounds, but at least 100 pounds of it is impacted fecal matter. It's gross. And don't get me started on on the number of toilets I've clogged, maybe a thousand or more than that. And I tried wearing adult diapers, but when I have a crap explosion, they overflow. It's horrible. After I lost the election in a landslide, I didn't crap for a month, so I took a ton of laxatives and I woke up the next morning drowning in an ocean of my own shit. It was totally disgusting. So when they say Trump shit the bed in 2020, they weren't kidding. And only I really did shit my bed. The biggest (laughs) crap I ever took was eight pounds, nine ounces, like a fat baby. Like no one's ever seen before. People had tears in their eyes and said, sir, sir, what a huge turd. No one's ever seen such a turd before. But it turns out they were talking about me. And I hear that a lot because I'm a walking deuce. I am what would happen if a gigantic piece of shit came to life, only more gross and more offensive. (laughs) Hey, for once he tells the truth. He's funny, That's and hilarious. he's got a lot of funny stuff. Oh, then he's got a ton stuff. of stuff up there. Yeah. Oh, Adam, what'd you think of that? <laughs> I, I thought I, you know, it's refreshing to hear the asshole tell the truth, right? <clears throat> Joe, <laughs> Joe, you there? What's that? I said, what'd you think he's of that? Without words. <laughs> I'm without words. <laughs> <laughs> what can we say, huh? Yeah, what could I say? I, you know, I, I don't find him. <laughs> I don't find any of this funny anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've, I've lost. Tim could tell you I lost it this week. Oh, I, I, I know. I, I lost, lost it too. When that, when the Supreme Court did what they did, it made me sick. I'm completely happy. I'm 75 and not 25. Yeah. That's all I can oh, say. Oh Lord, yeah, isn't that the truth? I'm not 75. I'm 70, almost 72. So you know, I could I could uh, agree with you on that one. Yes. All right. Well, go check out Jabari Jones seven seven four nine on YouTube because he's hilarious and uh, yeah, and, he's good. Uh, we'll go to Adam. Who's your hero this week? Uh, my hero is the legendary John Fiegel Singh. Love that. You know, just in general, he's such he's he's a kind guy. Although I would say sometimes too kind. Um, but he's smart. He's intelligent. You know, he's. Very witty, very funny. I've met him twice. And, uh, you know, I wish I could be more like him. Yeah, he's a good guy. Also, well, when you were huge... raised by a priest and a, and a nun, yeah. You also missed a huge opportunity not using holding out for a hero. I'm very <laughs> disappointed in you, Mr. Coromal. I liked heroes in the darkest times. Because it is the darkest times, it seems. Yeah. So that's what it's dark. It's probably darker now than it's ever been in this country. Yes. All right. So John Fugel saying on threads, I will put a link in the show notes and uh, we'll go to Joe. Uh, My hero of the week is uh, Alvin Bragg. There you go. Why? Oh, because trust me on this. That's the only trial you're going to see this year. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, everybody made fun of Alvin Bragg. First of all, they criticized him for uh, not not indicting, and then they criticized him for indicting. And then they said, "Oh, of the four cases, criminal cases, he's got the weakest, and Bullshit. he has the one that was should probably not have been brought." And guess what? 
It's, it's the only one that's going to happen before the election. And it's the only one he hasn't been able to wiggle his way out of. Right. And it's the only one that uh, isn't affected by immunity or anything else. So um, hopefully we get a conviction uh, this spring. Uh, hopefully, uh, you yeah. know, that, that will bol- bolster his poll numbers. And uh, Doesn't that have 34, doesn't have 34 felony Felony counts? Yeah, there's 34 felony counts. Uh, yeah, and, and everybody made a big deal out of, first of all, when Bragg was first elected, he didn't pursue it. But he actually, what he was doing was waiting for uh, to look at the case himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because the prior DA, you know, left it to him, and uh, he had to see if it was worth pursuing. And everybody was, oh, he's going to, he's yielding to, well, he didn't. And and he, he, he brought it. And uh, every then they criticized him for not for bringing it and saying, "Oh well, it's the well, weakest of the four cases. And this praised. is the one that should have gone last. <laughs> they should get the federal case." And guess what? The federal cases mm-hmm. are never going to see the light of day. Well, and if he uh, if he gets convicted of all thirty four counts, he will be the hero. <laughs> well, if all he gets convicted on twelve of them, he'll be the hero. Right? If he yeah. gets convicted on one of them, he'll be the hero. That's and right. and uh, they're all felony counts, thirty four of them, uh, and the Supreme Court's going to wipe away the other three. So there you go, uh, Alvin Bragg, my hero, because in the end, he's the only one that even has a chance of making this guy look bad. All right. Do you think do you think that that he could go to jail for no. any of those charges? You don't think so? Well, the, no. I I read this more fine. He could. I mean, he could, but I, I read, think they they would find ways not to imprison him. Well, I read that the ma- the maximum sentence for each of those felony counts is 5 4 or 5 years in prison. So, mm-hmm. but I think I think a lot of it will depend on his behavior during the trial, too. Because if he goes in there and tries to turn that courtroom into a circus, I think Judge Rashawn's not gonna not gonna play, and he's gonna if he gets convicted when it comes to sentencing, he's gonna get his revenge. <laughs> Who knows? I would think. I would think well, so. It's we'll like see. I said; it's the only case we, we're gonna have. So yeah. uh, you know, otherwise, you know, American people, it's up to you. Yeah, I know. The I only like person the who never goes to jail on stuff like that. I, I, it's him. I like because the, the rest of us, if we did it, we would have gone to jail. I liked it when um, Judge Marchant, um said, "Is there any any valid reason why this trial should not begin on March 25th?" And Trump's lawyer says, "Well, because he's running for president." He says, "I said valid. I said valid legal reason. See you on March 25th." Gavel bang. Yeah, right. Yeah. But that's not what the. Okay. That's not what uh, you know. The the others. That, that's not what. Uh, uh, you know, Cannon down in Florida is saying she's actually considering that as a as a thing, mm-hmm. yep. even though she doesn't mention it. Yeah, no, she doesn't have to. Her actions right. talk louder than right. She's just any words. Right. And you know, I, there's no way she's going to hold that. There's no way she's ever going to hold that that trial well, unless he's not elected. It's like I and told she's you, forced to. It's like I told you, Joe, when we spoke uh, after the Supreme Court took the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's only one way to do it, and it's we're going to have to make sure he's not elected. That's it. That's right. It's going to be That's up it. to us. Well, as I told Tim, I, 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 if you haven't learned all the way back to 2017 when they appointed a special counsel, 
and they were going to looking into the Russia connection. And every day that was breaking news, breaking news, they found this, they found that. This was better. This was. Oh, and Mueller's you know going to save this. Mueller's going to save this, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. And now it was Jack Smith as the knight in shining armor, and they've cut him off at the pass at every turn. Mm-hmm. The only guy who's accomplished anything is the guy that I they criticized the most. Which yeah. cliche? I, w- I was just quoting Blazing Saddles. Kenny would have been so proud of me. <laughs> oh. Well, um, yeah, they they uh, they they cut him down at the knees. Let me put it that way. All right. Well, I'll put a link to the um, Manhattan. Alvin Bragg. I'll put a link to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office on Facebook uh, because I couldn't find a social media page because he's not apparently not on social media like you, Joe. No, he's not. He doesn't have time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, he's like me. <laughs> well, I'm going with my hero of the week uh, is the OJ's. Now you remember the OJ's, right, Joe? Oh yeah. Yes, yes. Well, they did this for Joe Biden. They got on a Zoom call. Get on the Biden Harris love train.
last one train I'm not gonna miss at the station. The Biden Harris Love Train. <laughs> oh, good song. I saw that this week and I went, yes. Yes. <laughs> I posted it, people went crazy. <laughs> uh. Love it. Love it, love it. I'm gonna put a link to that video in the show notes for the OJs. But uh uh I say God bless them. Man, that was great. That was great. So, uh, Kathy, your governor was on with one uh, Kristen Welker. Did you hear about Uh this? Last Sunday. And this is the stupid question she asked. There are some pretty stark numbers that you're facing. 76% of voters say they have real concerns about President Biden's ability to serve a second term. Do you think it's responsible for Democrats to put him at the top of the ticket, given those concerns? Responsible. I revere his record. I I mean, uh, what he's done in three years has been a masterclass, close to 15 million jobs. That's eight times more than the last three Republican presidents combined. The economy is booming. Inflation is cooling. It's 0.6% more than it was in the summer of 2020 at just 3.1%. Wait a second. We have American manufacturing coming back home all because of Biden's wisdom, because of his temperance, his capacity to lead in a bipartisan manner, which is an underrepresented point. And so I have great confidence moving forward. So the answer is absolutely all in in terms of the next four years, the, Joe Biden. These voters, though, are not complaining about his record. They're talking about concerns about his ability to beat Trump, who you've called a, a lightning, a I'm threat essentially to the democracy. But in, in private, we've heard a lot of. Well, we've heard a lot of his allies oh, say publicly. Say, in say, private, he is strong. Uh, he's in say, command. Yeah. He's Full forceful. Sides. Does he need to do more to show? I think he's doing that? everything he needs to do. I mean, he's got an extraordinary record. He's doing everything he needs to do on Ukraine at the moment. He's doing everything he needs to do uh, to reconcile and wrestle some common sense as it relates to a bipartisan approach to address the issue of the border, uh, where the Republicans couldn't take yes for an answer yeah. uh, because they don't want to make that a political issue. Uh, he is leading. And so, no, from my humble perspective, not only the last three years have been extraordinary, I've been out with, as you know, on the campaign drive. I was just out in California. I've seen him up close. I've seen him from far. But here's my point. It's because of his age that he's been so successful. It's because of the wisdom and the character that's developed over years that we have the Chips and Science Act, the Infrastructure Bill and the PACT Act and the Safer Communities Act. And because we've seen these bipartisan accomplishments because of his capacity of understanding, because of his leadership. So the opportunity to express that for four more years, what a gift it is for the American people. And as a Democrat, what a gift for me to make the case for the leader of our party, Joe Biden. There are some pretty stark numbers that you're facing. 76. Sorry, my soundboard keeps repeating. But yeah, I mean, it's like, what kind of question was that to ask? I I mean, you think they couldn't find anybody worse than Chuck Todd? Yes. Right. Of course they could. Oh, no. I mean, she's running. She's right up there with him, maybe going a little ahead. They might as well just rename that show Meet the Republican Talking Points. I mean, that's what it's become. Bullshit. Bullshit. What kind of question is that? You know, is it responsible? And, and you know is what? It responsible? The, the thing, complain about Gavin is, it is that he's running for president. No, he's not. He's supporting the president that we right. have. Oh, oh. Do you know what's worse? What's that? Yesterday, last night on Saturday Night Live, they did a parody on that particular segment. Oh, they did? Uh-huh. I haven't watched yeah. Saturday Night Live this season at Com- all. Completely I've- saying, in other words, make, making fun of the fact that he's so great behind closed doors and i'm so sick of this shit well that's why i quit watching that's absolutely why i have not watched saturday night live this year i got sick and tired of colin jost or whatever his name is and making all these jokes about biden's age 
You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is about democracy versus fascism. This is not. This is not a both yeah. sides. This is not a game. And that's why so we're not let's doing. Put, a, let's put the 77 year old in. Oh, who who can't even remember? Dementia. Who can't even remember his wife's name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus. Just um, it, it's just un, it's unreal. It it is. I mean, the fact that they're a horse trying to make this a horse race when it's so clearly dangerous. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Spoiler alert. What's that? Yeah, and the, and the media the wants caucusing, back the caucusing. They oh, want the, back in office. That's right. They just, but that's only a few. They're just crying, crying. You always pay attention to the crying toddlers. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You know, so that's what we're doing. We're paying attention to. <laughs> we want Johnny back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the well, American- it's, it's like CNN that wants Donnie back. It's like MSNBC wants Donnie back. They want Donnie back for the corporate bottom line. He's good for news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's people listening. And Keith Keith Oberman says, "Let's talk about that when we're in when we're in the journalist concentration camp under right. the Trump administration." You know, because right. he's talking the, about the locking the up reporters, right? He's talking about locking up reporters who don't report on him the right way. You know, I mean, he's he's out there saying it at his rallies. Yeah, so, there's there's no mistake in what he's going to do. Right, and this is what we're up against. We talked about this briefly last week, but Jimmy Kimmel uh, sent out somebody to speak to the Trump voters in South Carolina. We decided to conduct a little social experiment. We sent a camera crew to South Carolina ahead of the oh, primary there on. tomorrow. We asked people who identified themselves as supporters of Donald Trump for their take on some of Joe Biden's <sighs> more controversial actions and quotes. But what we didn't tell them at first is that what we said wasn't from Joe Biden. It was actually from Donald Trump. Do you mind if I ask you who you voted for in the last election? Trump. Trump. I'm going to guess you voted for Trump. It says Donald Trump. (laughs) Do you mind if I just ask you a few questions about things that Biden has done in his administration and you can kind of give me your opinion on that? Um, What did you think when Joe Biden suggested that COVID could be cured by shining a bright light inside the body? Um, It is very sad that Joe Biden is clearly a dementia patient. Supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. What do you think about Joe Biden saying that getting through the 80s without getting HIV was his own personal Vietnam? Again, it's very sad, his mental capacity, and that that is a very... um, uneducated statement. Okay, I'm so sorry. These are not, I got my notes mixed up. Can I ask you this question? Can we start over? Let me ask you. Okay. Um, What did you think when Donald Trump suggested that COVID could be cured by shining a bright light into the body? It depends what that technology is. Okay. Uh, that's That's a broad spectrum because you know you have MRI machines and CT machines and uh, infrared and different things so it just depends the context of that. What did you think of Donald Trump saying that getting through the 80s without getting HIV was his own personal Vietnam? Um, (laughs) Dementia patient? believe that. Um, there are accusations that Joe Biden cheated on his wife with a porn star after his son was born. Um, and there's actually a paper trail showing he paid the sex worker $130,000 to keep quiet about it. Well, who did that? Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. 
And he, he was making, I think, less than $100,000 a year at that time right. as a congressman, I mean, a senator. Now, how does he do that? You tell me. Would you You're vote for someone that... Of course paid? not. Okay. So Trump did do that. Trump had a fling with Stormy Daniels. And paid her $130,000. Hush money, yes. And you're voting for him. I am. My father had affairs, too, and I still respect him. How do you feel about Joe Biden using his bone spurs to dodge the Vietnam draft? Joe Biden has a problem. He isn't an American. He isn't a patriot. I'm sorry. I asked you. I said Biden and I meant Trump. So those were things that. Oh, can Trump. I, Trump. Yes. Can I ask you the question again? What yes, the right name? I'm so sorry. How do you feel about Donald Trump using his bone spurs to dodge the Vietnam draft? My brother-in-law had flat feet. <laughs> so I'm sure you cannot go into a military zone, a Vietnam zone, or any of the other zones with bad feet. Sure. You just can't do the job. I agree. And it actually impacts the other soldiers, puts them in danger. Yeah. So no. That's what we're up against, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard, heard. Oh my God! A million of those. There's thirty. What a bunch of fools! There's thirty percent that you just cannot convince. They no. are in the cult, man. They are in mm-hmm. the cult. And the other seventy percent are being fed nonsense by the mainstream media. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. I hate to beat a dead horse, but that's our biggest enemy right now. Yeah, it, I mean, flog that horse, Joe. Yep. Yeah. And uh, then uh, Jen Psaki called out uh, Trump. Now, you don't need to agree with Haley on much. I don't necessarily. But you can still acknowledge she has been making a clear case against Trump in speech after speech. And that case is one of stark contrast. Trump is dangerous. She is normal. Trump is chaotic. She is stable. Trump is old. She is young. I mean, she's not wrong on any of this. But as we saw yet again last night, for the majority of the Republican electorate, None of it sticks. None of it seems to matter because Republican primary voters, including, again, the majority of Republican primary voters in Haley's home state, don't want or don't seem to want a young, experienced conservative governor who delivers solid speeches and doesn't appear to be unhinged. They want Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, Nikki Haley is running for president, as many, (laughs) many people have before her in her party and the Democratic Party. Trump is running for something else entirely. The Mm -hmm. office he is seeing, is eyeing, is looking to, does not resemble the office of the president of the United States. Trump is actually running to end the presidency as we know it. I'm not letting you in on some big secret here. Trump is telling us that this is what he plans to do over and over again. His intentions are clear as day. It's anyone watching, listening to him over the course of his campaign and all the speeches he's giving. I mean, let's just take the last couple of days. Because just over the last three days, Trump gave three of the most bizarre, unhinged, bigoted, very hard to follow speeches I have ever heard him give. He trivialized black voters with a disgusting and racist rant on Friday night, claiming that the black community likes him more because he was indicted and has a mugshot. I mean, he referred to himself as a political dissident on Saturday, which is an insult to real political dissidents around the world, of which there are many. He also cast November's election as, quote, judgment day. And that's just a sampling, a sampling of the concerning nonsense we've heard over the past few days. Republican voters know that this is who he is. And they showed us once again last night that this is what they want. 
Remember, these voters were presented with plenty of alternatives to Trump. A super conservative governor and culture warrior from Florida. A super conservative senator from South Carolina. A never Trump former governor from New Jersey. All very different, imperfect in some of their own ways, but all perfectly rational alternate options. And they were all tossed aside by the majority of the Republican electorate. Voters did not want any of them. They want the day one dictator. That's who they want. They like the guy who echoes Adolf Hitler and idolizes Vladimir Putin. They want the promises of retribution. They want a leader free from the rule of law. They want something different than democracy. And guys, I'm here to tell you that the only person standing in the way of all of that right now is this guy right here, President Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. There you have it. And That's right. No better sign of it is what happened in Missouri last night. Did you guys see that? No. They held a nominating convention for the Republican nominee for the state. And 923 people voted for Donald Trump and zero people voted for Nikki Haley. And those 923 votes awarded Donald Trump 55 of the state's delegates, all 55 of the state's delegates. Oh, that isn't that nice. That's not democracy. No. 923 people decided for the entire state that Donald Trump got 55 delegate of the, the all 55 of the state's delegates. You Poor know? Claire McCaskill. And the same thing happened in Michigan mm. with their with their whatever their caucus, you know, whatever they did. Oh, we'll we'll give 12 delegates with with the with the the voters, but then we'll have a, a, a caucus with a few thousand people showing up and we'll award the other 39 that way so that we can give them all to Donald Trump. And that's exactly what happened there, and it's exactly what happened in Idaho, too, last night. All yeah, three, well, Idaho all three doesn't states. surprise me. They're a bunch of dummies. Yep, not one delegate for Nikki Haley. Well, actually, she may have picked up one or two in, in Idaho, but it was basically Donald Trump swept all of those delegates yeah. up. And on Super Tuesday, he's probably going to have enough to be the nominee. So, you know. It's not just, from here. Well, I mean, but I mean. I mean, I, I gotcha. No, I mean, but you the know, Republicans are going to vote. I'm, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure the Republicans in California are going to vote for him. Oh, I'm sure. And, but, he'll, and he'll win the Republican delegates from California. So, but, you know, I mean, he's not going to win the general in California. But, uh -uh. but, you know, but I mean, this is it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, you know, I mean, I'm not a fan of Nikki Haley, but I mean, it's just, it's just watching this. I mean, they, they truly are. Are, they don't care about what the voters want anymore. It's what they want. It's what yeah, they've Trump jumped wants. over a Tea Partier. And the fact to go to a, a a regular fascist. And the fact that there you go that Mitch McConnell basically refused to endorse Trump and was therefore basically forced to resign as 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 the leader of the Senate, the Republicans in the Senate, because mm -hmm. of his he won't bow down and endorse Donald Trump. And that's exactly what it's about. Because Which in my phone conversation with Tim uh, during the week, I pointed out was probably the scariest news mm -hmm. of the whole week. Right. Forget yeah. about oh, the Supreme true. Court. True. The fact that whether you agree with what he did in his lifetime or not, he was the most effective Republican leader maybe in the history of the Senate. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Okay. He was the most powerful leader maybe in the history of the Republican Party. Yet, this week he was forced out. 
Yeah, that by, should by scare that. the shit out of every American. Yeah, it does me. Right, and then the parade of horribles behind him, looking to replace him, are mm-hmm. are essentially Donald Trump is going to be the one who replaces him because right. he's going to tell them who to vote for. Absolutely. Right. You know, just like he's just like like he's he's turned you know Mike Johnson's his puppet. Right. right. They're all running scared like Josh Hawley. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, they're running sprinting across the the Capitol. Yeah, it's just it, what a what a, what a <sighs> depressing week. It was just a depressing, very week. depressing. You know, I mean, well, it just goes uh, to show you. And I told Tim, I I'm not writing any clown car this week because I said that that thing with Mitch McConnell scared the shit out of me yeah. more than than the than the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Just uh, yeah, just 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 the fact that, that 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 he should have been able to crush Trump. Yes, and he had yes. the, and he had it in his hand. The second impeachment impeachment trial, all he had to do was tell his Republican senators to make him seventeen. The of, they could have made of, they could have made him go away forever, ever. Right, and he was afraid to. But it would have cost them the the MAGA movement, which is basically forty percent of the Republican vote. But but where are they going to go? I mean, if where, Trump yeah. is gone, if Trump is gone, and they're running, they start a third party because they're stupid. Right? I didn't the, say they're smart. They're stupid. Third parties don't work. But trust me, they don't. The minute, the minute you know what, Trump, Donald is Trump not the, he's not the other party. No, the he minute does, he Donald doesn't Trump, represent the Republicans. No, the minute Donald Trump goes away, either by death or electoral collapse, the the. That the whole MAGA movement goes away. Those those snakes that crawled from under the rock never voted before, and they'll never vote after him. No, never. No, I think they've got a taste of blood, and once an animal has a taste of blood, it goes after human blood. I don't. Yeah, agree. but if they don't have a, a notorious leader, they're not he, going to. They're going to go back was, from whence they came. And that was proven you by, by Mister Mister uh, Mister uh, uh, the governor down in Florida. Uh, uh, oh, DeSantis. DeSantis, yeah. I mean, DeSantis yeah. proved you can't out-Trump Trump. You can't replace Trump. Trump is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Once he goes away, the Republican He's Party gone. will realign into something more normal. But not until then. He's got to go either by a massive stroke or heart attack. Or we I have to vote his ass out. Or or we have to so vote what you're saying out. is someone needs to find a death note and write Trump's name in it. Well, I mean, but no, the bottom line saying, is what I'm saying is is that without Trump at the head of this whole thing, these people are 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 just just enamored to, to this this one man. Right, it's a cult. Not to anyone else. It's a yep. cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cult. And, 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 you know, I don't see what I don't see what he what's being held over anybody's head. I don't think maybe a few of them, but I'll I don't think you, it's one, everybody. Once he's gone for good. The Republican Party will will wake up out of its out of its coma and realize what's been going on, and they'll realign. They'll realign around people we don't like, you know, right. like 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 Cheney, you mm-hmm. know, people we won't vote for or will oppose, right. but not people we'll have to worry about. will end democracy as we know it. Right. Right. Well, Destroy I mean, our whole country. it'll be just be the old old Republican Party that that will uh, you know will disagree with them policy. Right. Correct. Well, and and you know, Eugene Carroll said it. You know, when she was in the 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 courtroom, in the interview she did with Rachel afterwards, she looked at him and she realized he was nothing. He only gets no. his power 
by the people surrounding him. Exactly. Without the people surrounding him, he is nothing. And all the lawyers and all the people, they all, all want proximity to power. Mm-hmm. And, they, they, and in the party as it stands now with the MAGA movement, you can't be a successful Republican without MAGA. Right, and that's right. and that's but the people MAGA giving doesn't him the power. exist when you cut off the head of the snake. Right, and but right. that's the people okay. surrounding him giving him the power. Right, and once he's no longer there, they're going to disband. Like I agree with you, Joe. They're going to disband, and go back into their little white supremacist clubs and whatever. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, their rocks are right. still there. They just have to yeah. crawl back under them. That's all. I I'm, I don't agree. I think they're still. I, I think you're wrong, Adam. I really do. No, I'm, I'm, they're I'm still excited. a threat. Fascists are always a threat. You can't, you know, it doesn't matter if they well, go back shit, in their yeah. holes. They're going to bide their but time. You have to, you have to have a strong man that leads them, and that's what he is. That's what his mega is. Mm-hmm. That's his yeah. mega power. That's where he wears I, I, that th- yeah, I, I think. The, I think the mistake you're making uh, is that we don't give Trump enough credit. Okay, let me put it that way. Okay. The man is a master con man. He is. Probably the greatest. One thing I'll give him he's the greatest at. He is probably the greatest con man ever in history. Mm-hmm. And you know what greater he, what than he has? Spengooly, right? <laughs> right? You're greater than greater than 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 uh, PT Barnum. This guy I have to say is the greatest con man in history, in the history of yeah. man. Even Stephen King says that he's never come up with anything this good. No, no. And 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 like I say, he's a once in a lifetime <laughs> thing. Nobody else could pull this off. Mm-hmm. You know Nobody the thing about it off. is is that he had the TV to 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 start this little cycle. And I don't the think we give him enough, I don't think we him. give him enough credit for the the one talent he has. Right. Which is to make people believe that he cares about them. Right, exactly. Because he doesn't, and he, the, the and that he's he their cares savior. About is himself, right? And that he, I'm being indicted for you, you right? Know, I'm, I'm. That's your a sa- lie. They, they all buy this, and there's no other politician in that party that could do this. And when he goes away, all those MAGA people that are giving him power in the Republican Party, mm-hmm. like I said, are going to go right back under the rocks that are still there that they came from, and they won't be voting anymore. And the Republican Party is going to know it. Because there's going to be no one to tell them what to do. Because there's going to be a scattering of voices who'll want to take over Trump's Trump's spot, which they can't. Well, and then you remember what happened to them. And they'll be split up into factions like they always were on the fringe where they belong. Well, and hopefully what'll happen is is what happened when when Nixon, you know, after Nixon, basically the the Republicans lost lost the the House and the Senate for for Mm. two decades. You know. Right. It wasn't until Newt Gingrich won in 1992 that the Republicans actually took back the House since since the 70s. Right. So and they didn't keep it because they were so stupid. Right, and that's what they, that's what's going to happen this time. Look at what Johnson's right. doing. It's so stupid. You the know? only thing that can save us right now is Trump to go away somehow, either by heart attack or stroke, or by electoral dis- disaster. Right. Which well, I'm not sure is going to happen. Possibly a lightning strike. Even still, if if we defeat him in a massive landslide, I mean, I mean, we're talking like like 1984, you know. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that big, but I mean, what what Reagan got like 425 electoral votes, you know? And it's just, I mean, he's still not going to go away. 
he's still going to be talk. They're still going to be talking about him every single day because then it's all going to be about all his trials and this and that. And he's going to rally his MAGA base and it's going to keep on going and everything until the day he dies. Well, his MAGA base, if he's if he's defeated electorally, his MAGA base is not going to matter because it's only the courts that matter. Maybe the courts would be less intimidated if he's been electorally. Uh, yeah, if he's been defeated. Yeah, right. if he's been electorally. Because between the mainstream media, and I include MSNBC in this, and CNN, and between them and the courts, the only thing that intimidates them about Trump is his electoral potential. Mm-hmm. When that goes away forever, which McConnell had the absolute ability to do and didn't do it, uh, you know, until that happens, uh, until he's gone, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well and- you know, on MSNBC to defend part of them, from Nicole on, you know, I can I can get on board with those folks. Oh, it's so good to yeah, have I was yeah, so glad. Yeah, the, yeah. the morning people just piss me off. You know, yeah. I can't hardly watch them anymore. I don't – I have it running for noise in the background, and that's it. I don't really pay attention unless there's something that comes through. Yeah, you know, I, well, I was news so glad or to whatever. have – I was right, so glad right. to have – Kristen Welker is a prime example. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's horrible. Well, she's mostly NBC. I don't ever see her on MSNBC anymore because yeah. I turn it off on the weekend. Can we find then, a new Chuck Toad? Oh, yeah. Oh, Chuck one. Toad. Yeah, yeah, get a, we get yeah. a female We got version. a lot of them. We got yeah, a get a them. female version. I, you know, I, I was glad to see Nicole Wallace back. Yes, me too. Because she was a Republican, you know, yeah. at one time, but not anymore. Between Nicole Joy and Rachel are my favorites, <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah, but, and uh, Lawrence. Yeah, and Lawrence O'Donnell, but um, and uh, Von Von, and but uh, Von Hilliard. Allie Velchi. Yeah, Von Hilliard was on Morning Joe talking about this. So, week. so Von, I was thinking about you, and I heard Donald Trump and Nikki Haley go back and forth. <laughs> And no, 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 no. When I heard, when I heard Donald, uh, when I heard, I don't know if that's Nikki a good Haley, thing. If you think of Donald Trump, you think of me, Joe. It's a, it's a great thing. Well, let me restate things. Donald Trump and Kerry Lake combined made me think of you. How's that? Oh, that's better. That's that better. Oh, I'm sure that's a real thing. And, I'll, and, and, and I'll, tell, I'll, tell, I'll tell you why because. Nikki Haley is warning everybody that Donald Trump's going to lose in the fall, in part because he's saying, hey, anybody that supports Nikki Haley, we don't want him here. Anybody that supports. And you know what? I have found if you insult voters and tell them you don't want their vote, you don't get it. And Mm -hmm. the reason you know where I'm going here. It cost Carrie Lake the governorship of Arizona when she said, I don't want John McCain supporters. McCain Republicans are not welcome in the party. We don't want your vote. So she didn't get it and she lost. Now history seems to be repeating itself. It has all of the echoes. I remember standing there in Arizona as she was talking about the McCain, saying also, it was not just John McCain, saying that Cindy McCain, his wife, wanted an end to America, which for anybody that has had an interaction with Cindy McCain, it's just utter nonsense. Uh, Yeah. 
after that, you know, I, what was so telling about that was that 2022 was the experiment for 2024. We all know how Donald Trump was going to run this campaign. We all know that he was going to air his grievances. We all know that Donald Trump was going to make this about him, that he was going to seek revenge against anybody, including his Republicans that went against him. We knew exactly how this would play out. The question is, is could Donald Trump galvanize uh, a part of America that didn't even vote for him in 2016 and 2020 to come and somehow take back the White House in 2024? But 2022 was that experiment. And in Arizona, you know, I, 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 frankly, I thought that Carrie Lake was going to win. I thought that he, mm -hmm. she was running against a Democrat who was not uh, out there, who was not uh, necessarily taking her in a fight head on. A lot of people were criticizing that she was hiding and that she wasn't willing to take tough questions or stand up to Carrie Lake. She was passive. And yet what the voters said was, number one, they were paying attention and they heard exactly what Carrie Lake was saying. And you saw a migration of independents, of conservatives move away from Carrie Lake. And what was telling me at the time and why I've thought that Joe Biden has a good shot to win this election since is because voters are paying attention and they are willing to cast aside candidates who throw people like the likes of the McCain's or a Nikki Haley that are otherwise respected members of the American society. There you have it. You know, I mean, all they got to do is put on loop on every commercial Trump out there saying he's responsible for the end of Roe v. Wade. That's right. They're just, they're just going to have to And all it does is raise hammer. the hackles of every woman who wanted well, look, some kind of autonomy about her body. I mean, look at, look at what just happened in, in Alabama. I mean, oh, with the fact that, you know, God. the Supreme Court ruling about IVF, and then the Republicans had to, tail, you know, tuck their tail between their legs and run the legislature up, pass a law, you know, over basically because, because making, people making are... Making tissue a human being. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. Because it's divine, because God made it. Well, right. and we then, don't yeah. have a combination of, of God legal. and state. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. I think it's kind of wishful thinking to say that these people won't support Trump. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it may have hurt Carrie Lake, but you got to remember that the vast majority of Republicans have basically been indoctrinated. They're basically in a cult. Yeah. And it would never occur Not to them the majority of to them. vote for no. to vote for someone who is a Republican who isn't well, a Republican. I I will once say, they're in that booth, I guarantee you they're still going to vote for Trump because that's what they've been told you do from day one. Yeah, well, if they if they don't pay attention to anything else, but thinking that that you know Trump is is just the only thing, they don't ever read a paper, they don't ever read a headline, they don't ever do anything, they don't read. Yeah, they well, listen to TV. They watch Fox News or one of those other medias, you know, uh, well, Newsmax. You know, I mean, it's just like, uh, I mean, but what last night, crap. okay, when, when they announced the results of Idaho and, and Missouri, Donald Trump got up to speak and MSNBC had the audio muted. And as he was starting to talk, you couldn't hear anything because they can't trust what he has to say. And then That's within right. within crazy. within three seconds, they cut away, you know, to to what's what's his um, his name on on the weekend nights. Um, um, the I forget the guy's name, but anyway, um, Medi not Medi the other guy. Uh, oh yeah. yes, oh I know um, Amoya, yeah, 
Yeah, so Moya Hadin. Moya Hadin. That's yeah, Moya Hadin. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I mean, he cut. They cut to him so he could talk about you know the results of the states. But but they they won't air him anymore because everything he says is a lie. And after the of course and it is. after Fox had to pay seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars to Dominion for spreading his false election bullshit, you know all of all of the media now they can't they can't trust they can't afford seven hundred eighty you know to be sued for letting him spread his lies on their airways. So CNN won't play it. Even Fox they, they even had Fox News cut away and 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 basically fact checked his the lies he was saying. You know, I mean, I oh, guess yeah. seven hundred eighty-seven million made a difference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, money hurts everybody else, but but that stupid ass—it just seems like nothing bothers him. Yeah, you know, so, it rolls off his I mean, back. What kind of water like you, off a duck's back? I mean, know? what kind of campaign is it going to be when you when the news channels can't even show once the 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 one candidate's speeches because it's all lies? I mean, just right. like this whole thing—he went down to the border. And they had, you know, Biden went to, to, to Brownsville and he went to some other place in Texas. And and the, the, I saw the picture side by side. So Biden's standing with Border Patrol agents and Trump is standing with a guy who's pretending to be a Border Patrol agent, just like everything and else. And Adam. Yeah, Abbott. And, and just like in Abbott. And, and, and the guy, the, 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 the picture pointed out that the guy who's standing there pretending to be the Border Patrol agent is actually the head of a group of, of, of people who pretend they're Border Patrol agents like they're militia. And right. he had on a shirt that had the Border Patrol logo on it, like he's a real Border Patrol agent. Just like everything else with him, everything is fake. Just like yeah, when he went fake. to the union shop and hired non-union people to hold up signs that said, said union members for Trump. I mean, it's just everything is fake with him. Yeah, it's, well, you know one thing about it: the union people know who is the fake and who's not. Yeah. Well, and then you uh, don't. All you have to do is ask them. Yeah. So then, um, um, Jen Saki had on Neil Katyal and Andrew Weissman, and I clue this because I, I, whenever they come on, I put my phone down and listen because that's right because they make sense. Agreements that Trump and his lawyers have made fewer crazier than what we heard this week. In an effort to get his classified documents case dismissed, Trump is now claiming that the records that he retained from the White House were actually designated as his personal property. That's not how it works, by the way. <laughs> and according to Trump, they belong to him simply because he removed them from the White House. He just takes the records and plus they're changing. He owns them. Here's the kicker. Because Trump was still president when he took those records, he claims he is entitled to presidential immunity and therefore can't be prosecuted for retaining them. Of course, this claim of sweeping immunity is nothing new. It's the same argument he made in the federal election case, and it could soon be settled by the Supreme Court. Joining me now is everyone's favorite in-house law firm. Neil Katyal is the former acting U.S. Solicitor General. Andrew Weissman is the former general counsel at the FBI and a senior member of special counsel Robert Mueller's team. He's also the co-author of a brand new book coming out this week, The Trump Indictments, The Historic Charging Documents with Commentary. So, Neil, let me start with you. I'm, I'm not a lawyer, as we all know. I have dealt with classified documents, however, and these arguments do seem pretty far-fetched. It's not exactly how it works. Even if Trump was allowed to take whatever he wanted, he was charged with illegally retaining those documents, even after they were subpoenaed. So how does this help his case? I assume it does not, but break it all down for us. 
Yeah, it doesn't. And I think the first thing to note is just the relationship between this discussion and the one you were just having with Sarah Matthews, because Ms. Matthews said that Trump's policies are antithetical to the rule of law and democracy. And here he's doing the same thing. He's saying, I'm immune and I'm going to delay all of these cases against me uh, so that I don't have to face the wheels of justice. Again, it's all about just being antithetical to the rule of law and democracy. And so here his claim is, you know, look, I'm immune while I'm president, even though that was flatly rejected by our nation's second highest court just a couple of weeks ago. And as you point out, it doesn't matter because he is charged with retaining the documents after he was president. So mm -hmm. it's not about his presidential duties. And it connects up to the overall problem with Trump, which is always a heads I win, tails you lose theory of presidential accountability. You know, when he was president, he said, I can't be indicted because I'm a sitting president. You mm -hmm. can only impeach me. He was then impeached. And then he says, you can't impeach me. You can only indict me after I leave office. Uh, he's then indicted after he leaves office and says, you can't indict me because I was never impeached. I mean, it's all just a shell game. It's, it makes your head spin. So, Andrew, there's a lot of immunity uh, claims being thrown out there, as Neil was just alluding to. I mean, the Supreme Court is, is comes as the Supreme Court is weighs whether to take up Trump's first claim of immunity in the federal election case. And as we've discussed, and if you've pointed out, if they even take up the case, it will delay the federal election case. So how does this claim or does it impact their decision or their consideration about whether or not to take the case? Well, from Donald Trump's perspective, there's sort of no downside in doing this because at the very least, he's throwing sand in the gears in connection with the Florida case. Um, the motions, as, as you and Neil have discussed, are frivolous. Um, but that doesn't mean that it won't give um, the excuse for uh, Judge Cannon to continue to delay the case, which she so far has uh, grabbed onto every single one of those. Um, with respect to the Supreme Court, they're not directly related. But, you know, again, I can imagine that Trump's lawyers are thinking no downside if the court sees that there's a second claim for immunity in a very different context mm -hmm. <laughs> after he is president um, when you think you wouldn't be able to make that claim. But um, that means that this this will be litigated in a different circuit. The, the case that's before them is in the D.C. circuit. Mm -hmm. So now you have another case. There could be some justices who are going to grab onto that as a reason to take the case. Um, so, you know, that's, I think, something that if you're Donald Trump's lawyers, probably was in the back of their mind. I'm not sure it'll succeed, but again, no downside for them to make this argument. It's all a little maddening. Um, okay, Neil, I mean, just we're just rolling around to all the cases. Aileen Cannon, I think it's fair to say, has been unusually sympathetic to Trump in the documents case. These new claims from Trump, Trump though, just to go back to the, the, that case, they seem like still a bridge too far. I know it's hard to predict what a judge will do, but what, how do you think she would be looking at this? Well, I think any fair-minded judge would take these claims and throw them out pretty much right away. I mean, in addition to the immunity claim we were just talking about is a claim that the special counsel is unconstitutional. Presidents of both parties, George W. Bush and others, have used these exact regulations and have found no constitutional defects. I think those claims are, are weak, um, as well as the other ones. And, you know, this is a judge who's been rebuked twice by mm -hmm. the Court of Appeals in her very conservative circuit for going 
going out and bending over backwards to try and protect Donald Trump. So mm -hmm. my hope is that, you know, she's learned her lesson. We will find out no. maybe as early as Friday whether she'll keep that May 20th trial date, extend it, how long she'll extend it. Um, obviously, there's a concern if she extends it past the election that Donald Trump wins and will uh, nullify this prosecution, order it dropped. Um, and then, of course, no accountability for him for what are very serious crimes. And, you know, any president, any government official of any party who did anything like this would have been indicted by now, would be indicted and indeed convicted by now. There you go. You know, yep. I mean, this is it. It's, it's just it's he's he's getting away with everything and it's just maddening. Nobody. Yeah, has, it's it's just horrible. We He's never held accountable for anything. You know, it's just like this morning you said to me on uh, Facebook Messenger, how many how many deaths is this man responsible for? Yeah. Joe? Exactly. I mean, I, you know, I know somebody who was in my circle of of social media friends, you know, was a, a very nice guy. His brother-in-law committed suicide. He was a contractor that worked for him on the Taj Mahal. Yeah. And he committed suicide because he never got paid. Not well, one cent. No, that was the, that was the guy we played, you know, we played a few weeks ago. That had the TikTok video about his friend who who killed himself because he didn't get paid by Trump contractor. Right, and then we, and I'm sure there were more than one. Well, I mean, we many, are, we many, just many. heard we just heard you know that the World Health Organization said what was it fourteen or seventeen thousand people died from taking ivermectin during right? COVID, and during then the COVID people pandemic. who died from from the exposure to COVID because he fiddled around with that. Mm -hmm. You know, millions. The vaccine misinformation, this <laughs> right. and that. And then we to got, this day, I then, mean, people are still floating around this this bullshit well, about I mean, it being dangerous. I mean, well, after six, seven doses in, I don't think so. I'm just fine. You know, I'm still alive, and I had COVID. Yep. Well, and it's just like the the, you know, the Supreme Court hearing the case this week about. This last week about about you know whether social media companies can regulate their content. I mean, because of Texas and Florida trying to put this you know these laws in place that that <coughs> supposedly Facebook and other social medias were 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 you know quelching conservatives on you know. But you don't. The First Amendment does not extend. <sighs> To, tw to platforms like Twitter and Facebook. That is established case law. Uh, unless the Supreme Court says it is. Right. Or, <laughs> right. Yes, I, I, I understand that. But my <laughs> point is, is that um, under, you know, the point is, is that there should be no question about this. They own the platform. They set the rules. That's the and way they, it's been since 19 forever. And they pay to operate it, too. You know, no. but again, conservative conservatism can only exist if it's propped up by the state. Mm -hmm. Conservatism is a loser in the in the on the battlefield of ideas because they have no ideas that are worth pursuing. Right. You know, well, you when you let the religious, the Christians, get in there and dictate from what they say is biblical. Uh, well, yeah, know, that that goes against my craw. Right. I, I don't uh, that's want, what I don't they're doing. Be, I don't want to be dictated to by the American Taliban. You know, mm -hmm. I want to be left alone. That's it. Yeah. If you if you are an Opus Dei Catholic and you want to whip it good on yourself, that's your business. Yes. I don't care. Doesn't hurt me. It hurts you. 
Well, this but is- when you tell me I have to whip myself because of your religious beliefs, we got a problem. Right. Well, this is it. I mean, this is why the why you know the Jewish population is 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 saying, hey, you know, this old life begins at conception. You know, Jewish faith says the bi- it's when the baby, baby takes its first breath. That's the Bible right. is very clear about that. Life in, comes yes. with breath. In Genesis, the fetus yes. is not life. The Bible makes that clear. But they ignore that part. Oh, yes, you know, just like they ignore all the but, other parts. But, I mean, parts. Jesus, ne- you know, I was raised Catholic, okay? Jesus never talked about abortion. Oh, was I? Jesus never talked about abortion. He never talked about the gays. He didn't fight for, you know, I, 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 I'm going into John Fugel's thing mode. You know, they, 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 it's not about their religion. Conservatism is a philosophy of domination. Mm-hmm. As well they as, want to rule. They want to dominate. Well, and they I, want I think I would clarify that and say MAGA is a rule of domination. I think it's conservatism in general. Nah, they're just a bunch of assholes. Well, it's also Christian fascism. It's become so. that way. Yeah, it's Christo fascism as well. So yeah, it's but, Christo fascism. Anyway. Well, I think right. Christo fascism is a very virulent strain of that. But, oh, don't, but it's a but, big strain. Well, yes, but my point is that conservatism is all about concentration of power in the hands of a few. The, conservatism is about conserving power for the elite. How do they do that? They take away rights. They take away a woman's right to choose. They take away the right of people to marry who they want. They take away the right of the people to, to determine when they when and how they form their own families and have children. Mm-hmm. That's conservatism as in general. What rights has conservatism fought to expand? No, that's not conservatism. That's dictatorship. That's right. Yep. I'm saying there's no difference between the two. Yeah, right. Uh, All right. So moving, No, that's moving. not the way I was taught. <laughs> so moving along, moving along. Joe Biden was on uh, with Seth Meyers. Here. Welcome back to Late Night. We're here with President Joe Biden. Um, you mentioned some classified materials, some uh, documents recently leaked, some classified documents. And this isn't a gotcha show, but I do want to ask about it, that says you are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? Yeah. <laughs> That's classified. That's classified. All jokes yeah. aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't remember his wife's name. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. Number two. It's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American positions. And, um, and I really mean this sincerely. The, uh, I think it's about, about the future. And everything, every single thing we've done, I think we've got some good things done. Everything, and we, they told us we couldn't get them done because things were so divided. And uh, but I think everything everything we've gotten done, he's just friendly stated he wants to do away with you gets elected. And I really think his views on where to take America are older than anyway. I don't get older than shit. You talked about bipartisanship <laughs> and that you could actually work across the aisle when you ran in 2020. I was one of the people who thought that was maybe a foolish proposition. But you have gotten things done. Um, infrastructure chips, Inflation Reduction Act. Some gun safety. You even got an immigration bill that passed in the Senate, but never got taken up in the House. And what do you would you want to do? What's your 2024 agenda? Because I feel like we live in such crazy times that that is one of the things I feel we hear less about. Look, 
The 2020 agenda is to finish the job. For example, we're now in a position where we have the strongest economy of any major nation in the world, number one. We've got a way to go yet. Inflation is down, 880,000 manufacturing jobs. You know, we have uh, 14 million new jobs. The unemployment rate is the lowest it's been for the longest time. We're building wealth for people. But it really, we have to do more. First thing I have to do is stop it from being turned around. For example, you said you talked about the border didn't pass. Well, guess what? We're going to pass that border. It's overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly supported by Republicans and Democrats in the House and Senate. But because I don't know this for a fact, but I was told that Trump was picking up the phone, calling the Speaker of the House saying, don't let it pass. Why? Not because he doesn't think it's good, because it will benefit Biden. That's no way to run a country. That's no way to deal. We didn't even when we had real divisions back when I was a young senator among Democrats and Republicans. That that wasn't the way it worked. And look, I think, let me put this is not your father's Republican Party. Mm -hmm. This is, they got about 30% of the Republican Party controlling it all. And uh, and I think it's we're going to break it. Amen. Amen. I think, I think the young yep. people are going to, they see what's going on and they don't want to go back. They don't want well, this country no, to go back. No, I wouldn't want to go back there. You know, I God, mean. that was a nightmare even when I was young. I mean, this is what this is what they're trying to do. They want to take us back to the 1950s. Look at CPAC, what they were talking yep. about at CPAC. You know, and, and young people are just like, uh-uh, no, no, not, not going to happen. So they need to make sure to show up, men. show up, even though and they need to accept the fact that they're not going to get their pony that farts glitter and shits gold and show up to vote every fucking election. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm not into a country up in run by old white men. Mm-hmm. They showed up in men. 2016 like they were supposed to instead of went, oh, Bernie didn't win, so I'm not going to oh vote. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be in the situation. I got a Facebook friend request this morning from somebody, and I looked at their feed, and all their posts were about how Marianne Williamson could be the only person who could beat Trump. Oh, <laughs> and I went, delete. <laughs> she's she's out. No, she re- she unsuspended her campaign. She's Why? back in. She's back in because she got three because per- she's an idiot. Because she got three percent in in Michigan. Oh, so she she needs to she needs to keep. She's going back in. Yeah, she thinks she's on three percent. Yeah. So James Carville, yeah. James Carville was on with Jinsaki talking about Lara Trump taking over the RNC. I have to start with Lord Trump because Trump is president, former you know that guy, four times indicted guy, is trying to install his daughter-in-law as the co-chair of the RNC. I'm not suggesting this is a winning campaign message, but I just need you to put into perspective for everybody how crazy that is. Suppose that that Biden appointed his granddaughter to be head of the DNC and instructed her to funnel all of the money to Hunter Biden's defense fund. You think these people want to be stolen from? That's the long and short of it. The people that give Trump money or the RNC money are begging to be stolen from. And Trump is going to accommodate them. They're very blunt and very upfront about what they're doing. So if people want to give Trump money, then go ahead and give it to him. But I know there are a lot of Republicans, friends of mine from my days in Washington, who think that Trump is siphoning off all of the money from the congressional candidates, the Senate candidates, the gubernatorial candidates. And you know yeah. something? They're right. I don't. Yes. Please put Laura Trump over there. Please steal every dollar you can get. 
Every one of these Republican state parties, Michigan, Arizona, all over the country, all falling apart, fighting with each other, underfunded. We have the advantage, Jen. Press, 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 press. Now, that's my there's, that's my message. Financial advantage, political advantage. There's literally no one running the Michigan Republican Party right now. We should just note um, because it's so messed up, and he is giving away that money. Now, the small don. The, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, CNBC reported today that there is a 63 percent drop from small donors. As you and I both know, right. that's pretty much how candidates raise money now. There's still big donor contributions, but Trump. To hit, that's a pretty big drop. I mean, is that, what's your level of concern, not concern for them, but how concerned should they be, I guess, about that drop? But it, so, so he's off, what, two, small donors off of so two-thirds, did I, did I hear that right? He's yeah. losing consistently 40% of the vote in the primaries. He is weak. He is weak. And we have to, to not have this exaggerated view, and we have to take advantage of his weakness. We have to make it weaker. Mm-hmm. And that, I, what it means, yep. I'm not entirely certain, but it don't mean anything good. What does it mean when you, you, your opponents are getting 40% in your own primary when you're a former president? It doesn't mean anything good. I can promise you. Uh, I've let other people figure out how bad it is, but it, it's not good. He's in a world of political hurt, not to mention the legal hurt. But I, I think we, we spend too much time hoping for legal things and not enough driving home where we are. No, lots of things to talk about. There it is right there. Amen. Like I said, the Supreme Court handed it to us. It's going to be up to us. Yep. To make sure he is not elected in November. Yeah, so So, folks... But yeah, Get I mean, there and vote. but oh, you know, fine. Put put Lara Trump in charge of the RNC and let her funnel all the money into them, because then all the all the RNC money that should go to all the re- people running for the House and the Senate or the state legislatures. Oh well, it's all Trump's now. Yeah, y'all, y'all doesn't belong y'all. to them anymore. They're to hell with them. Got to keep him out of jail, you know. Right? Yeah. So I, you know, and here's the thing. I, I let's say the Supreme Court does say. Trump is immune. And I want to stress, I don't think the Supreme Court is going to create presidential immunity. I think they're going to say specifically Trump is immune. They're going to pull Bush v. Gore and say this only applies to this person, this case. We're never going to speak of this again. Yeah, well, but I you think know what yeah. it does, maybe he'll go away. It, it, it holds up go away for once- Joe Biden, too. If he wants to cheat and fool around and, and screw people over, he can do it, too. Because no. if, if if Trump gets immunity, then so does Joe Biden. So well, it's going to rub off that way, too. I think what, what they're going to try to do, if they can get enough votes, is to say that this whole thing about his act, his actions were actually within the color of law of the, you know, within the, the ex, what do they call it, the exterior duties of the president. Bullshit. You know, that it's okay to call there's it, there's no people, it's okay to call no, Georgia no and tell them. No constitutional um, basis for that conclusion. They're going to do it to try and get him to go away because no one wants Trump to go away more than the Supreme Court. Mm. They don't need him anymore. They got what they want from him. They yeah, got but their if they crazy give us, Catholic yeah. majority. But that, but that, so, that's not going to mean get him out of the race. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think they're thinking maybe that it does. No, because I don't they. So. Oh, remember, I, they yeah, want, I don't know where you come to that conclusion. Because they, they. If he's out there, he's basically shining a light on how corrupt the Supreme Court is and how crazy and radical they are. Mm. They they want 
to transform America into the Christian version of Taliban Afghanistan. All right, but they don't want to. They don't want to make it clear. Yeah, and they've well, got this, idiot, this idiot with an with a you know fright wig on his hair that bathes in bronzer out there saying what they're like. No, don't say it out loud, you fucking idiot. And he smells like makeup in a sewer. So yeah, you know, so, like so I still say he probably smells like he bathed in the McDonald's fryer and rolled over in a bunch of. Uh, no, he uh, you know, smells uh, worse. Of rotten hamburgers. No, he smells worse. He smells like rot. Yep. And well, if you've never smelled rot flesh rotting, you don't know what you're. you're you don't know oh, anything. Yeah. It's what happens well, uh, when you no longer have a soul. Yep. Well, um, Lawrence O'Donnell had an interview. They uh, played a clip of this lady, Susan Titus, um, who was a eighty-year-old uh, Michigan voter. NATO is a bulwark against uh, Russian aggression. Uh, and uh, he he was ready to walk out of that. There are other ways he he treated the people of Muslim uh, religious background, uh, his uh, dirty mouth. Uh, I think he's pretty much an asshole uh, to to coin a phrase. <laughs> Thank you very um, much. And it's terrifying to to me um, at eighty uh, to think that. He would be one of the last presidents. Uh, he could decimate social programs that I've been committed to and worked on for a very long time. Uh, and, and so there's a whole variety, as well as his, his personal way of dealing with uh, people and the world. There you have it right there. You know? Yeah, and she's a Republican. Yep, and 80 years old. I mean, a, a bust the clock is right twice a day. And that's the thing is people need to understand what the stakes are in this election. It's not Democrat versus Republican. It's not liberal versus conservative. It's democracy versus fascism. If Trump gets in, America will no longer be a democracy. Read Project 2025, where Absolutely. they are basically going to restructure the entire federal government to make it into a conservative dictatorship. Yep. Once they do that, they're not going to let go of power. Absolutely. They're not going to deliver this, you know, <clears throat> this new machine they've created, this Frankenstein's monster. They're not going to let Democrats take it over. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is it. Nobody's going to say nobody's going to be a dictator for a day. No. I mean, that's just bullshit. You're going to be a dictator. No, that's Caesar, a, that's a Caesar never gave up his power. Caesar had to be assassinated. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, Dan Goldman uh, basically call the nail in the coffin for uh, Hunter Biden's assessment. All right, let's go back to the oversight side, uh, Dan Goldman. Sure, I'll be brief. Uh, I want to be very clear. That first hour of this much anticipated testimony was the nail in the coffin to what is a complete bogus and sham impeachment inquiry. Not only did they were they unable to show any connection between Hunter Biden's business and President Biden. But uh, Hunter Biden gave very detailed and clear explanations as to what his uh, arm's length business transactions were with private parties in foreign countries who are investors and business people like many people would have. He went through a laundry list of board seats and jobs that he has had over his 30-year career after he left Yale Law School, and he withstood uh, some 
inappropriate attacks even in the first hour. So it is not simply there's no connection to the president, which we've known all along and which was made clear again, but there is a very understandable, coherent business explanation for every single thing that they asked for. And now that all of this China stuff or Romania or Kazakhstan is clearly, clearly baseless and bogus, the only thing that the Republicans have left are these Burisma allegations. Which we found out were directly from the Kremlin. Right. Yeah. Their their informant is in jail out here in Los Angeles. I think one of the funniest moments of the transcript was where Matt Gates asked asked Hunter Biden if he was on drugs when he served on the board of Burisma. Oh, and he just yeah, looked across the table and said, Are you really the person that should be asking this question? <laughs> yeah, it's nice to ask a question with a question and have it stick. Are you seriously the person who wants to be asking this question? <laughs> right. That and the other one was uh was it Rask Jamie Reskin, I believe it was Kept asking Hunter Biden if he did all these things that uh, that Jared Kushner did. <laughs> right, <laughs> that was hilarious. But uh, then uh, Joe, we uh, we saw the the. Um, oh, actually, I did. I saw a meme too. It says, "I'm not worried about the migrants coming on the border. I'm more worried about the the Kremlin's and um, the Kremlin's involvement in in the in the House of Representatives." You know? Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, we should make that movie Kremlin's. So anyway, yeah. Joe, Rachel Maddow nailed it here. Well, yeah, and, and the other, I mean, the other big, like, Nixon, if we're going to carry forward a thing from Nixon here, when you talk about the cravenness of the court, Chris, the cravenness of the court is evident in what they are doing with the pacing here, right? Like, putting this off for seven weeks, sitting on it for two weeks for no reason, obviously pushing all of the cases that they can push, pushing them to the point where uh, Trump will be standing for election before any of us have heard the verdicts in any of those cases. Got it. It's the timing. But it's also the idea that the immunity thing is an open question, right? Is really presidential immunity an open question? Because what's the most famous pardon in American history? Gerald Ford Mm. pardoning Richard Nixon once he had resigned and was a former president. Why did Gerald Ford pardon Richard Nixon? Quote, as a result of certain acts or omissions occurring before his resignation as president, meaning as a result of stuff he did while president, quote, Richard Nixon has become liable to possible indictment and trial. Whether or not he shall be so prosecuted depends on findings of the appropriate grand jury and the discretion of the authorized prosecutor. So, The idea that this is an open question, that it might be that a former president can never be tried for something that he did because he was president when he did it, is disproven by a plain reading of American history and the whole justification for Richard Nixon being pardoned in the first place. So the idea that this has to be taken up is them saying the sky is green. And I think even for the non-lawyers among us to be able to say, you know what, the sky is not green even on our worst day, this is BS. You are doing this as a dilatory tactic to help your political, uh, your political friend, your partisan patron. And for, for you to say that this is something that the court needs to decide because it's something that's unclear in the law is just flagrant, flagrant bullpucky. And they know it. And they don't care that we know it. And that's disturbing about the future legitimacy of the court. Amen. Amen. That's the way you and I both felt, Joe. When we talked about Absolutely. Show. Yeah, exactly. I feel exactly the same way, too. Yep. There's only one reason they take this up. It's to grant them immunity. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had five votes to do it. 
Well, here's the thing. They had four votes to hear the case, but they had five votes to stay. To just, stay. To stay mm-hmm. chucking from moving forward. Mm-hmm. Which, That's right. Which all it takes is five to grant him immunity. You know? So, That's right. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, the, the legal analysis of, of uh, everyone was saying, why is it taking so long? And they're like, oh, well, we, because the, we believe it's because somebody's writing, a, you know, a dissent and, you know, and they're not going to take the case, but someone wanted to write a dissent. Nope, nope. That was completely wrong speculation. <laughs> they're just taking their time. Good old time. Well, and, and also they, they want to make sure that he gets elected so that the two old geezers on there can retire and he can appoint more, you right. know, right-wing well, conservatives. Here, here you go. To uh, the court. Here you go, Kathy. The, the topic of this article says MSNBC legal analyst lays out wild conspiracy theory about Trump. You know, Ellie, in the break leading into the segment, you you, you rightly point out the vested interests that some of these conservatives have in a re-election of Trump as it pertains to their retirement. Clarence Thomas doesn't want to die on that court, and he's getting old, right. and he's never going to retire during a Democratic president, president. So Clarence Thomas, one of the reasons why he's not recusing himself is that Clarence Thomas needs Trump to win again so Clarence Thomas can retire. And most likely, Sam Alito needs Trump to win again so Alito can retire instead of having to die on the bench. And so that's at least two of the nine who have a vested professional interest in seeing continued Republican hegemony over this country. And that's not the first time this has happened. As we all know, Sandra Day O'Connor wanted George Bush to be president and thus appointed him president in Bush v. Gore because she wanted to retire under a Republican president. This is how Republicans mm-hmm. roll. Mm-hmm. You know, Ellie, in the and break leading a, into the segment. It's not, a, um, it's not a conspiracy theory. I think he's hit the nail on the head. Oh, just as, yeah. That's what this is about. This is about them hoping that Trump is reelected so they can maintain their supermajority in the Supreme Court. And so, right. so that Sam Alito and and Clarence Thomas can be replaced with a thirty or forty year old version of themselves, right? Just and like affect what the they court already, for the next sixty what he already years, appointed, and affect the court for the next keep it conservative for the next sixty years, fifty to sixty. Yeah, years. God help them if they get another a one like Katanji Brown. Well, the other thing that, that's frightening <laughs> is is you know I, I heard the rumors that Sonia Sotomayor's got some serious health issues and oh, she's traveling no. and she's traveling with a medic you know oh. so i mean who knows but i mean what are we going to we're going to be 72 <laughs> you know <laughs> but i mean the bottom line is is that i mean yeah i, I don't think it's a, a conspiracy theory at all i think this is exactly what their game is yeah well, i think gets, you have to if he gets immunity he could get elected and and assassinate the three liberals Oh, there you go. And just make it a, yeah. a nine zero court, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, or he could, he could dose them with some Russian poison or something. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and get then, rid of all the, the liberal people that are on the court. Yep. And then uh, ABC, the view had, thoughts. well, the Supreme court won't hear Whoopee. oral arguments until the end of April. Now I just, you know, just let's look at a scenario where, the Supreme Court says, yes, he has that. He has all those rights. He is immune from everything. Yeah. You know what Joe Biden could do since he is presently president? What? Whoa. <laughs> he could throw every Republican in jail. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he could. I mean, no, no, no. This is not because a good thing. Totally because he'd have totally, totally he can yeah. go. What this, this means is it's, uh -huh. he could do anything. Yeah. He could dismiss everybody's debt. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a whole bunch yeah. of great yeah. stuff that yeah. could happen, but let's let's really look at what this means. Yeah. So if, that so they're basically mm -hmm. kicking the can down the road though. They they're not taking up this case immediately. Right. So what's right. their motivation then? If they if we all know that we they can't do what you just said because right. of the extreme power that a president would have, right. what is their motivation for not doing it right away? Well, unfortunately, some people are saying the motivation <coughs> is that there are certain conservative justices that have been appointed by Trump that want to help him. And because we know the end result is if this case is not resolved by the time uh, of the election and he, God forbid, becomes the president of the United States, poo -poo. The, the Justice Department policy is that you cannot indict nor put on trial a sitting president, right? And so it's Wrong. his get out of he jail. He in jail. It's, but it's his get out of jail free card. No, no, I'm saying Biden could throw. Yeah, See, this is a that. slippery slope does, but, because but, if they if they give him this immunity, what's good for the good? What I also will say Biden. is they're yeah. they're listening to these arguments in April. The end of their term is in June, right? Oh, okay. They return again, I believe, in October. The Bush v. Gore case happened real quick. Mm -hmm. Do you remember well, that? The Supreme they know how to do this. How to work real yeah. fast. That was the day democracy died. Yep. There is no reason yeah, why they had to wait. Back when. There is no reason First why they had to wait seven weeks to have oral arguments because they have the filings that were filed in the appeals court from yes. both sides, and they're not going to change. It was it was easy to do. Joe, they, they, Joe, they, they don't want they they want to you know be assholes, but don't look like they're being assholes. Mm -hmm. They want to be casual assholes. Mm -hmm. Joe, well, so they're you gonna, know, it, it's just you know so obvious now that they are assholes. Joe, what were you going to say? She made a mistake there. What was that? The 60-day uh, rule has nothing to do with trials. It does not. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Nothing. No. It has only to do with taking investigative steps or... Search warrants. Indictments. And search warrants, yep. Right. That's yep. all. But they've already told the Supreme Court that the 60-day uh, rule, and it's just a rule... Um, does not apply to people that are already been indicted. Yeah, yeah, it does not apply to court calendar. So, no, exactly. So, uh, so anyway, so we saw uh, Trump and Biden go down to the uh, to the border, and uh, Morning Joe had a little bit of thoughts about what uh, Trump was saying. There's no red state or blue state where I come from. They're just communities and families looking for help. This governor, Newscom from California, isn't that his name, Newscom? Uh, what he's oh, done Jesus. to California is unbelievable. So instead of playing politics with the issue, why don't we just get together and get it done? But this is a Joe Biden invasion. Horrible. Crooked Joe is the blood of countless innocent victims. Compromise is part of the process. That's how democracy works. That's how it's supposed to work. We did much better in 2020 than we ever even thought about doing in 2016. And very bad things happen. We work for the American people, not the Democratic Party, the Republican Party. We work for the American people. Nobody explained to me how allowing millions of people from places unknown, from countries unknown, who don't speak languages. We have languages coming into our country. We have nobody that even speaks those languages. They're, they're truly foreign <laughs> languages. Nobody speaks oh, them. Uh, and they're pouring into our country and they're bringing with them tremendous problems, including medical problems, as you know. 
What are we? What are we supposed I to do can't. with that? I mean, see, why do they, people are actually voting? Is is there really one languages. person voting for Not that just guy? Who's how stupid truly would you have to be? Foreign. He can't complete a sentence. He can't complete a thought. He he talks about crooked Joe is the uh, blood of countless victims. This is vicious violation. I mean, he just does he again, even like think about what he's going to say? Does, does he somebody prepare? give him a little piece of know. paper or something? He, like because no. that that's clear. He doesn't. He doesn't even think. Well, but I, I think I, I really well, don't know, Willie. Maybe you can give us some insight on it. Uh, but but he looks so lost and confused. He jumbles his words. He tries to read a little bit. He's trying and to then, be nasty. But and, then, and then yeah, trying to be nasty. But when he trying. does that fifth grade trying. or really five year old taunt, Newscomb? is that his name, Newscomb? <laughs> I mean, talk about losing about eighteen miles off your fastball. Yeah. I mean that guy. This guy's pitching seventy-two miles an hour down the middle of the plate. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not it's not good. And again, I ah. just have to bring it up. He's lying as he always does. Of course, he's lying as he always does. But yeah, I mean, just five-year-old taunts. Newscom is that his name? Newscom. Oh, and oh, and they're bringing in languages, languages. Oh, with languages, we have nobody who can talk those languages. <laughs> what? What? I hate to tell him. <laughs> I hate to tell him I honored 15, 16 languages when I worked for the Register of Voters. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's just in my area, in, in the work area in Cupertino where I was working. Well, if nobody speaks them, who are these people? Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a sec that's their first language, but second language is English. Speaking yeah. of languages, uh, you know, in, in Japanese, Trump would be a bakayaro. A dumb bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, I mean, but the thing is, God bless Lincoln Project. I mean, they're the ones, they're, they're, they're ads. They're just pointing out how, how ridiculous he sounds, how he can't string a sentence together, you know? Yeah. People who I and never how agreed he's talking with on, about, a, on a, on a, the head of the pen. And how he's talking, uh, and how he's talking, are right. talking, uh, saying things that sound exactly like, you know, dictators like like Mussolini and Hitler and and Kim Jong-un and, and they, they, the one ad they had you Putin. know they, they showed Putin and then they showed Trump you know I mean it's yeah you know I mean it's crazy but uh, yeah and and look at all the people that showed up for Navalny's funeral oh and those people uh, put their God lives bless at risk. them all they, they were their, wonderful they put their they lives had at risk the audacity to go out in front and say you know, goodbye our, to our hero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Shit. I mean, at least I'm, I'm glad that his wife didn't go back because, you know, oh, they, they would have arrested would have been her. in jail next. Right. Well, they've already put, I mean, Putin already put out an arrest warrant for his brother, Navalny's brother. Right. You know, I guess he's afraid he's going to pick up the mantle. You know? Well, his, 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 uh, his daughter is in school at Stanford right up the road from me. Right. Well, I, 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 I was, I, I said when um, Biden met with him and his, and his daughter, I said, I sure hope he gave them asylum, you know, so that they can stay yeah. in the United States. Because if they go back to Russia, they're, they're, they're dead meat, you know? I know. So. They have a right for political asylum for sure. Yeah. So. You know, because they are, they're in jail the minute they put, set foot in Russia. Mm -hmm. <sighs> well, well, we'll close out with uh, 
MSNBC had Ann Applebaum on to talk about uh, this whole thing with with Putin and 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 the right wings Republicans are, you know, wanting to, um, you know, cut the funding off to Ukraine here. Well, we'll be following uh, all of this throughout the day. Really, just remarkable. Really staggering scenes out of uh, Russia. And you uh, also uh, write in your latest piece uh, about Donald Trump. Trump surely knows, as everybody does. You write that Ukrainians are low on ammunition. He must also know that right now no one except the u.s can help yet trump wants congress to block it why this is the part that nobody understands trump wants to remain engaged with the world but on different terms if ukraine is partitioned or if ukraine loses the war then trump could twist that situation to his own advantage once the u.s is no longer the security guarantor for Europe, and once the U.S. is no longer trusted in Asia, then some nations will begin to hedge to make their own deals with Russia and China. Others will seek their own nuclear shields. The United States will lose the dominant role it has played in the democratic world since 1945. All of this could happen, even if Trump doesn't win the election. He is already dictating U.S. foreign policy, shaping perceptions of America in the world. A member of the German parliament told me in Munich that he fears Europe could someday be competing against three autocracies, Russia, China, and the United States. And and um, not only is Trump, I mean, the bottom line is, isn't this for Putin or do you see some other ulterior motive here? So I think it's really important to distinguish Trump from the isolationists of a previous generation. You know, the isolationists in the 1930s weren't planning to do business with Hitler, or at least most of them weren't, mm-hmm. certainly not the ones in the Senate. Uh, Trump has a lot of motives here. He keeps very quiet about Russia and very quiet about Ukraine. He knows that Russia mm-hmm. is unpopular, and rightly so, given the scenes that we've just seen. Uh, he knows that Ukraine is still popular. Polling shows Ukraine is popular in the United States. The cause of helping Ukraine is supported by most Americans. Um, There's a majority in Congress for supporting Ukraine. The White House supports Ukraine. Um, And yet he has ulterior motives. And, you know, we can, you know, I hear versions of them, some to do with oil, some to do with trading with Russia, some may be personal. Maybe he thinks Putin will help him again in his election campaign. Um, But the point is, we have a leader of the United States whose loyalties are not to the United States. They're not to American national interests. They're not to America, um, America's alliances. Remember, America's alliances are sources of economic advantage as well as security advantage. Uh, you know, our trade with Europe, you know, why do Europeans buy, uh, buy so much American weaponry? Why do they buy American airplanes? Why do they buy American energy technology? One of the reasons they do it is because they want good relationships with the country that guarantees their security. Security. Once that's over, and it is beginning to end as people see that Trump is influencing the U.S. even while out of power, um, many of those economic relationships and political relationships will die as well. And so Trump is acting in his own interests and not in the U.S. interest. But you know, though, um, and this is so, um, it, it's just a twisted subset of the Republican Party or, and conservatives, because I say that because you have people like Mark Levin. Uh, coming out saying, 
who, who you know, uh, I think worked, worked uh, in the Reagan administration, certainly was shaped by Ronald Reagan's administration, saying this isn't a dress rehearsal. This is a real thing. Putin's not playing around. We can't play around. You have Dan Henninger with the Wall Street Journal saying this is Munich 1938. Mm -hmm. This is the appeasement of a malevolent force that wants to sweep across Europe, invade Europe. He said it's up to Donald Trump to convince us that we aren't stumbling into Munich 1938 again. Uh, you have Chairman McCall. You have uh, Chairman Turner in, in the House. Uh, you have uh, so many Republicans and conservatives who still understand the United States of America has to defend those who want to defend Western democracy. I, I just, it's shocking that such a small subset, Donald Trump, Mike Johnson, and Lindsey Graham are working together to help Vladimir Putin now. That's right. Yeah, they, yeah. they are. And, and as I say, their, their motives are questionable. I mean, both Johnson and Graham are people who know better. Uh, I found a, a quote that's quoted in my article uh, in The Atlantic that something Johnson said a couple of years ago in which he was very clear that you know, we need to stop Russia now. We don't want Russia to invade Europe. We don't want Russia to go farther. He understands what's at stake. Lindsey Graham understands what's at stake. He's at the stake. He's been involved in national security policy for decades. Uh, yet they are, um, they are so beholden to Trump, they're afraid of losing their seats. They have ambitions for what, the, what jobs they're going to hold in his next administration. You know, I can't read into their minds. And yet they are doing his bidding. And that is something I don't think we've seen in U.S. politics before, before the Trump era. Amen. Amen. It makes me... Amen. Amen. It makes me frightened. Yeah, what, what, this what is my happen? nightmare after the 2016 election. Yeah. What about international issues? Yeah. That was my biggest fear. And if it wasn't for Jill Stein sucking just enough votes away from Hillary Clinton for him to win the Electoral College, we could have had a President Hillary Clinton. Yeah, we would have had a really good president. So, But no, no, we, w we wouldn't have a 6-3 Supreme Court. You know, and I, I really feel it. I, I really I feel that every Republican who voted against funding Ukraine should be brought up on treason charges because they are clearly advancing the interests of Vladimir Putin in Russia. And that's a clear act of treason, giving aid and comfort to the enemy. Well, there you have it. But, you know, yeah. I mean, the bottom line is it's, it's up to us. It's up to us yeah. to make sure that Joe Biden is reelected. We just have to get out there and vote. Yeah, right. we have to because vote if blue. Joe Biden, if we Joe Biden vote the other way, blue, 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 blue. If Joe Biden is reelected, Trump will face his days in court in all of his trials. Right. I mean, if we if we win this election, I think Trump is done for. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. he'll probably he'll probably try and run again in twenty twenty eight when he's, he's 80, not dead. But the mystique, but the mystique will be gone. The 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 aura of invincibility will be pierced. Mm -hmm. He'll be dead. He, you know. He, he'll be fucked. Yeah. Or he'll be in a nursing home because he's so confused. Or if we're really lucky, he'll be dead and I can take the nastiest shit on his grave. <laughs> right. <laughs> so with that, Adam, tell people where they can check you out. <laughs> oh, they can check me out on threads at the Adam Hebert as opposed to a Adam Hebert. I do not come in 12 packs. All right. Um, 
Also, every Wednesday on Radio for Humans, I'm doing uh, a two-hour block of upbeat, positive music on Bardic Inspiration. And, and I will and I will say uh, this: that um, I, I, did you guys know? You guys know I'm a huge mythology buff. And uh, mm-hmm. did you know? You you, you all know who Kiran uh, was in mythology, right? Mm-hmm. Teacher of heroes, centaur. Okay. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you know he was also a renowned doctor? No, I did not know that. Yes, he was skilled at healing the sick. He was a centaur for disease control. Oh, there oh. you go. All right. <laughs> Kathy, tell people where they can check you out. Uh, yeah, you can check me out on Facebook still. At Let's remember to never forget, we're growing right. and uh, still Talking news and, you know, a lot of silly stuff. But, you know, we try to have a little fun along with the reality. Yep. And, Joe, I'm not going to ask you where people can check you out. We'll just check you out in Scranton. <laughs> Scranton or watching the tennis channel or you, playing tennis. Yes. Or play. <laughs> I'm seeing more and more people say that every day they wake up and the first thing they do is check the news to see if he's dead. <laughs> well, I say that every day, practically. Right. Is well, he and dead and I've, said, I've said this before. When Trump finally goes, there's going to be two people at his funeral, two types of people at his funeral. There's going to be a few people there who are there because they're genuinely mourning him, and there's going to be the line lining up to take a shit at his grave. <laughs> right. Well, at, you know, there should be a laugh and track. And I'm going to be first in that line. Right. There should be a laugh track out there, too, going, ha, <laughs> there And there's go. going to be a bunch of mega people that are not going to believe it anyway. Right. They'll think well, he's good. It's, a hoax. it's a hoax. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a cliff over there. Go follow him down that cliff. Right. <laughs> Run over anyway, it. And you can find Lemmings. me. You can find me, Tim Cormo, on all the social medias except for the Twitty. And uh, we'll close out with our good buddy Lauren's latest song, Sweet Home Alabama. So Lauren, take it <laughs> That's away. That's good. That's brilliant. And we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Since Dobbs was decided, the Christian ride and all their kin. Our leading states in the Southland To make most sex lives a sin Watch them begin About women's health care consequences These guys have been completely deaf Now the mess they've made is bothering them No clinics left. Sweet home Alabama, where Christian strictures we embrace. Sweet home Alabama, where we women know our place. Between church and state, won't that be great? Sweet home Alabama, where basic rights we curtail. Sweet home Alabama, turn it into the handmaid's tale without fail. 
I'm ovulating. Just want to get those new rules firm. And when a feller's masturbating, does he owe child support for every sperm coming out to squirm? Sweet home Alabama, where Christian strictures we embrace. Sweet home Alabama, where we women know our place. Sweet home Alabama, where basic rights we curtail. Sweet home Alabama, turn it into the handmaid's tale.